Brian King. You're watching On the Road with Dr. Brian King. I say, I say, you're on the road with Dr. Brian King. Hey, I'm Trudy Trollope, and you're on the road with Dr. Brian King. Hi, this is Nick and Tina, and you're watching On the Road with Dr. Brian. Folks, this is Dr. Brian King. I am on the road uh, once again, obviously. It's the name of the podcast. I don't know why I intro it like that. It's so stupid. I... This day, I'm, uh, today I'm, I'm in uh, uh, Vancouver, Canada, Vancouver, British Columbia, uh, which which I found out earlier. I literally Googled this before my set that there are no pizza pizza locations uh, in the <laughs> province of British Columbia. Every other province, I make a reference to pizza pizza, my act, and uh, nothing. No, no. <laughs> I'm here with Sarah. Sarah, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. We have survived going across Canada thus far. It's been a te- treacherous month. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, it, there are parts of the Trans-Canadian Highway that are like uh, not even a single road, man. It's like half a road, and a di- it's it's just they're unpaved pieces of the Trans-Canadian Highway. It's ridiculous. Polar bears. Uh, dog sled. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Igloos. Yeah. Yeah. I am. Um, that voice, folks, is uh, is our guest, uh, uh, Mr. Uh, David Grenier, who's a uh, comedian here in Vancouver. Uh, did I say your last name right? Yeah, Grenier. Grenier. That's right. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, when I said it on stage earlier, people looked at me like, who am I talking about? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they don't know who I am. I was like, give it up for David Grenier, folks. And they're like, who? Uh, we are. Why, we, who are we giving it up for? <laughs> uh, but you're a, a comedian based here in Vancouver, right? Yeah. Uh, how long have you been uh, uh, doing comedy? Oh, gosh, about 20 years. Yeah. Wow. So you've been at 20 years. Did you start here? Yeah. And uh, what, how'd, you, how'd you get into comedy? Let's, let's, let's do that first of all. How'd you get into comedy? Okay, so um, uh, let me go back even further um, because it has to do with my depression. Um, I, uh, I, I, my depression began when I was about 16, and I wasn't diagnosed till my mid-30s. And so I went through two decades of untreated, undiagnosed depression where I just kind of floundered. And um, it was only in my 30s that... I had a psychiatrist say, you know something, you need to be on medication. And I thought, yeah, 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 whatever. And I, I basically, she, it took her two years to talk me into trying medication. Um, and I figured, finally, I'll try it. She'll shut up. She'll leave me alone. It won't do anything. And I tried it. And it was like, oh, my God. So people actually want to get out of bed in the morning. Like, they want to go out and do stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I, personally, I'm not depressed, but I don't I don't want to get out of bed in the well, morning. <laughs> <laughs> but that's you know just because you're a comic. <laughs> <laughs> Comics don't want to get out of bed in the morning. No. Other than that, normal people. Um, so, um, and that's when I started to feel better. And that's when I started to get this idea, like, hey, you know something? I would like to do stand-up comedy. So at the time, I was working at uh, the Vancouver Crisis Center as a trainer. So I basically had a captive audience all the time. And I thought, hey, I'm really funny. And so I went down to a nightclub, a comedy club, signed myself up for an amateur night. And um, it was this big club that sat about two, three hundred. There were maybe 25 people there that night, so it was like a big empty cavern. And they put me on first, and I didn't get a single laugh, like five minutes of dead silence, nothing, zero, you could hear every clink, every (coughs) (coughs) and um, and I thought, okay, I've done it, I don't need to do that ever again, but then I took a course, 
and the next time I got up, the club was packed, it was full of all our friends and supporters, and it was an amazing experience, and I just knew I had to do comedy. Right. I didn't know what it would look like, but I was I was addicted. So, uh, so you went from being depressed to being an addict? Pretty much. <laughs> there you go. Now, that, that, I, I think uh, most comedians, when we get on stage, have a similar uh, feeling. It's just, like, it's such a, uh, a buzz, such, yeah. a, uh, such a thrill yeah. that first time, you know. And then, and then with, for the rest of our lives, like any addict, we're chasing that first time, yeah. uh, and, you know, so to speak. Know, do you get the same thing as a dancer? Yes. We call it tango ecstasy. Uh. Tango ecstasy. <laughs> we're always looking for that next dance. Yeah. I know a guy named Marco that sells tango ecstasy. He's a, he works at a, at a nightclub down in the Latin Quarter. So, uh, uh, so, so you've been a comedian now for 20 years. About uh, 20 years, yeah. Battling with depression. Yep. Uh, and using comedy to sort of help. Yep. All right, that's us. I, I another thing about that too. You mentioned met, you, you have a mental illness repeatedly uh, yep. in your act tonight. I make mention of it. People are like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm not just making shit up about Dave. He's got a, he said, he has a mental illness. He said that several times. Yeah, I said What's a wrong with you people? Yeah. Uh, you're looking at me like I'm crazy. Functional, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and so, uh, so as you're a, uh, you work in, in mental health. Well, so basically my main thing is Stand Up for Mental Health, which is my program where I teach comedy to folks like myself who have mental illness. And um, that takes me all over Canada, the U.S. and Australia. So I work with organizations in different cities who hire me to train groups of their people. And I will run the training via Skype. So I'll give a six or 12 week Skype classes and then I'll fly in at the end and we'll do a big show at a theater or a comedy club and then I also do shows on my own. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I should go ahead and say this. Uh, I, I cheated a little by putting you as a guest on this podcast. Uh, uh, I've already interviewed you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anybody who's listening to this podcast, if you've read my book, uh, David Grenier and Stand Up for Mental Health should sound extremely uh, familiar. Uh Although you probably don't remember that chapter, yes, of do you? Yeah. She, she read my book on the bathroom, uh, sitting on the no. toilet, uh, and, uh, and she used pages like she was. Yeah, one there was this one day we ran out of toilet paper, so she started pulling pages yeah. from the back uh, to wipe with, and uh, I think that's your I'm chapter is in the end. I'm actually fond of many of those pages. <laughs> well, they felt good. Um, but uh, no, if you've read my book, you might you, you understand you 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 probably recognize the name, and now of course I uh, get a little bit more detail about that. Uh, I I came to be acquainted with you uh, because of that organization. Uh, as I toured the country, I would tell people about you. Okay. Uh, I think uh, I think uh, comedy has a lot of benefit for people with uh, mental illness, and yep. and not only mental illness, but lots of other things as yep. well. Uh, and uh, and you know I think it's a it, it can be a, a beneficial outlet yep. uh, as you are telling people. So can you give us a little bit more? In a detail, I guess, into how you, how you how you do that, or how you how you can you know can help people in that regard. You know? Okay, well, I take people who like all sorts of different mental health issues, bipolar, schizophrenia, PTSD, whatever, and um, who have never done comedy before, and that's part of the rush. I think they go from they they start out thinking they'll never be able to do it. A lot of them have they've failed at everything they've ever tried. And here they are trying to do stand-up comedy, and by the end, they're up on stage in front of 
three, five hundred people, and people are just hanging on their every word. And so I start them right from the beginning. I teach them how to write a joke. We, I teach them how to take stuff in their lives that they've been traumatized by or stuff that's happened that's been bad and, and terrible and to turn it into really good comedy. And it's a wonderful form of therapy because they get to tell their stories, but they get to tell them in their own way in a way that people really want to listen. And so here you are, you've told your deepest, darkest secrets to an audience of 300 and they're laughing and applauding and you think, oh man, you know something, people relate to me. I'm not such a bad person after all. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Uh, what, what's, the, what's, what's one of the most, uh, I guess, most impactful success cases, uh, you would say, from your, your program? Well, um, there was one fellow who took the program, um, actually it was the second year I ran it, in 2005, and um, he was in his early 20s then, and he had just been uh, released from a psych hospital where he had spent five months, he had schizophrenia, and um, prior to being hospitalized, he, it was really bad, like he thought he had to drink his own blood, and he was hearing demons, and mm-hmm. so he came out of that hospital, and it's like he was stable, but he was dead. Like, he just sat and smoked cigarettes all the time and watched TV. And so his mom brought him to one of our shows. And it's like, he, he saw this, and for the first time since leaving the hospital, here was something that he felt like he really wanted to do. So anyhow, he was convinced he would fail, because, you know, I mean, how do you succeed at anything when you go through school hearing demons talking to you all the right. time? I mean, how can you pay attention? Anyhow. What I've never understood is, why don't the demons, like, support you? Well, yeah, uh, I know. You, know they, yeah. like, you can do it. Yeah. Get in <laughs> No, 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 no. They're like, you know, lift that weight. Yeah. Uh, you, know, like, <laughs> you are evil. Yeah, they don't. They don't help. You know, no, it's like, shut no. up, demons. No, like no, you want the they're, de- they're really like, unhelpful. Encouraging demons, demons no, would be the good. Wrong, they're the wrong demons. <laughs> but uh, so anyhow, he took the class and he succeeded. And he succeeded again and again and again. And he became one of our stars. He mm. probably did. He stayed with the program for about six or seven years. He, be, he did a couple hundred shows with us. Um, he's since gone on to become a rapper. He has a couple albums out. Really? So it's just... Is that Drake? No, no, no. Is <laughs> Drake one of your yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, I, I can't take credit or blame for that, whichever. <laughs> um, but, uh, and he says that it was doing the comedy that really gave him the confidence to basically move on with his life. So it was wow. a really cool story. I, I really want to, now I'm intrigued and I really want to hear this guy's music. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like, the demons be talking, <laughs> yo. <laughs> yeah. well, that's pretty cool. What about, uh, well, I mean, you, you've had to have some difficult times too, I would imagine, huh? Right. Myself or? Well, with the shows, people maybe, have a, you have breakdowns on stage? Never. Really? Um, no, never breakdowns on stage. No one's ever frozen and gone blank. I mean, they can bring cards up with, you know, their jokes on them if they need to. Um, but, um, you know, it's amazing how when someone is, like, regardless, it doesn't matter the diagnosis or the background. I find if someone really wants to do this class, they will succeed. I mean, it'll be terrifying, mm-hmm. but they will succeed, and they'll uh, they'll succeed way beyond their wildest expectations. And I think that's part of the amazing thing about Stand Up For Mental Health, is people blow themselves away by what they can do. And then, you know, I tell them, so if you just did stand-up comedy for 300 people, think of all the other things that you can do with your life that you didn't think you could do before. Right, right. It was very powering. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could get a job at Tim Hortons. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> that bring us back to depression, yeah. <laughs> Canadian Tires hiring. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, that, that's that's awesome. And I, 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 uh, I, I, you know, never have attended one of your... Uh, one of your classes. Uh, we just met physically for the first time right. today. Uh, but uh, I, I, I do think your your program is a is a, a really good idea, uh, and you know, I'd, you know I'd love to see it in action sometime. But yep. uh, but yeah, that's definitely the kind of things that I, that we talk about. Me and right. Sarah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's just finding uh, an opportunity. It's finding something to, that that you can express yourself with and 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 be good at. Uh, yeah, and it's it's. I mean, it's certainly not for everyone, and I wouldn't ever push it on anyone. But for people who are feel compelled to do it, it's a really powerful yeah. experience. I think uh, anybody who is, feels deep down like they would want to do stand up, and we all were there, you know, and we were all had that, you know, it's like, yeah, I just, uh, you, you're probably gonna be good at it. Uh, you're probably gonna be successful at it if because, you put in the time and the work, and yeah. the, you know. There are a lot of people who do it, uh, you know, because they've been told that they should try it. Yeah. That's a different type of person. Mm-hmm. You know, that's like, hey, you know, you should try stand-up comedy. You're kind of funny. And then, then, you know, you, but that's, well, I'm funny when I'm when we're all high. Exactly. Uh, you know, yeah, that's a whole different... They don't understand yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, and so, uh, this, do, you, do you see this tying into uh, a, uh, a, a greater sort of uh, a mental health... Uh, curriculum uh, for these people, if you will. I mean, does, uh, do you get a lot of feedback as, a, as to, you know, like from other professionals? You know, say, hey, you know, my my, my client that was cutting uh, is down to only two slices a week now, yeah. uh, thanks to your class. <laughs> <laughs> They're cutting, but now it's just pizza. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, certainly, you know, there have been a lot of a lot of cases where. I think some of the most dramatic ones are people tell me, you know, I never leave the house except when I'm coming to class. Like, this is what gets me out of bed. Mm-hmm. And um, and I think anything that, when you get, you know, the problem with, I think, the mental health system is that we go to people and we say, hey, we're going to help you. We're going to help you find the shittiest possible job we can find for you. And this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and then they wonder why people don't <laughs> yeah. don't complete any of those programs. Like, yeah. what is the motivating factor, yeah. Well, right? Yeah, exactly. If you really work hard, you might become, uh, you know, the, yeah. the, the manager of the janitors. You well, might. probably, or, but probably not. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here we, you know, we're coming to people and we're saying, hey, so if you've ever had this dream, come to us. Yeah. And I think it's a, it's, a, it's a, we need more of that in mental health. Sure. What about the non-mental health clientele? Uh, you get a lot of people uh, just, just sign, coming in because they just have a general interest in stand-up well, comedy. Well, I or? teach a, 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 a stand-up comedy course at one of the local community colleges. It's a night course, and it has nothing to do with mental health or anything. I've taught that for the past 17 years. And so I get all sorts of people from all walks of life who have just wanted to do stand-up mm-hmm. comedy. And some of them have gone on to become pros. Um, one guy, um, his name's Lachlan Patterson. He was on uh, he, Last Comic Standing. I think it was last season or the season before. He was in the. He finished in the top three. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, there have been people who have taken the class and gone on and become pros. Mm-hmm. And then other people who just took it because it was on their bucket list. Yeah. Because they thought it would be fun 
because their friends told them they were funny. Um, <laughs> You're really the, funny when we're the, all those high. Are, those are the hardest <laughs> ones to work with because they think that, oh, you know, I'll just I'll just yeah. do what I do with, you know, from, this will be a breeze, no problem. Yeah, and then yeah, they realize yeah. how hard it is, how hard they're going to have to work to actually translate that stuff mm-hmm. into something that works on a regular basis in front of an audience of strangers who they're not getting high with. Yeah. Good artists make it look easy, right? Yeah, yeah I think so too. Yeah. I had an experience uh, in Edmonton on my way here. I did a show, and then there was this kid who was doing it, was first timer on stage before me. And uh, while he was on stage, I was, I, was, I was admiring just how, like, he's like a really buff, in shape you know, guy, like, you know, kind of douchebaggy the way he holds himself, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and like wearing a tight shirt, you know. And um, and his jokes were terrible. They're yeah. absolutely terrible. Good, I'm glad. And he had the whole. I hate people like that who look so good. He had the whole <laughs> they front fail. That's jealous he had, speaking. <laughs> <laughs> but he had the whole front row uh, where they're to support him. They're all his friends, oh, you yeah. know. And and his friends weren't even laughing because he's just not funny. Yeah. Uh, then afterwards, after the show, I, I remember meeting him uh, with his friends, and he came up to me. He's like, "Oh, you were really funny." I was like, "Oh, thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's not bad for a first time, you know, trying to give him a little positive yeah. uh, feedback." He's like, "Oh, well, thanks. My friends have been telling me I'm really funny, so I should do stand-up comedy." And I said, "Oh, you know what I was thinking when you're on stage is that you're too pretty to be a comic. Like you should be, you know." So I'm also trying modeling. I'm like, "Yeah, you should stick with that." <laughs> <laughs> But he was one of those guys that got, in, you know, told that he was funny and got on stage and and, and just wasn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. A little bit, a little Canadian traffic behind us. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I'm, I honestly, I'm amazed. It doesn't surprise me that there's no pizza pizzas out here because I uh, the, the the highway in which uh, your country has to transport goods. <laughs> it's like I have no idea. Uh, county how, Road. Yeah, it's like. It's like they're, they're, I looked it up. There are 4,400 4, Tim Horton stores countrywide. Really? Yeah, 4,400. Wow, that's 400. sad. What blows my mind is that okay, is you have one highway yeah. to distribute goods. Yeah. Why is that highway not just like a, a, a big giant Tim Hortons train? You know, yeah, I, you know, wow. I feel like I feel like it should just be nothing but trucks delivering shitty coffee. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, I agree. I don't yeah, know. No, I think Tim Hortons sucks. I never go no there. No offense to Canadians that might yeah. like Tim Hortons or any of them that might yeah, be interested. No, I don't, I'm listening. not one of them. I've, I've tried. It's been yeah, tough. Yeah, <laughs> So, but so, so stand up for mental health. Uh, it, it does sound like a really good thing. And and you say you do you've done it all over. Uh, yeah. Like where at? Like. Oh gosh. Um, well, I was just in New York City working with a group there. Um, I worked with a group in Melbourne and Sydney, Australia. Um, I was just in Spokane and Olympia working with a couple groups there. Um, Helena, Montana. Um, where else am I doing gigs? Um, you know, it just all sort of blurs together. Oh, I'm off to Greensboro, North Carolina next week. Oh, yeah? Um, yeah, and then um, actually I'm doing a gig in um, October for, actually for American Express. So it's this big thing they have every year. Last year they had Glenn Close, and this year they're having me. So <laughs> the, the pressure's on. American yeah. Express might not be doing so highly. <laughs> that's well, yeah, that's a huge step down. Yeah, I mean, no. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> no no yeah, offense like to you, Glenn right? In, uh, but no, yeah, uh, if one year no one's to... ever heard of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like one year booking uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. 
next year Star Jones. I have no idea where that went. Um, <laughs> I got distracted by the by the workers in the background. Yeah, yeah. moving their dog sleds. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's cold it's here in cold Canada. Here. That's what all the Americans. Isn't it cold in Vancouver? It's, it's like, cold, eh? No, it <laughs> rains a lot. <laughs> no, that's the thing about Vancouver. I mean, it's pretty much just uh, you know like you know, Oregon weather up here. Really. Yeah, or wa- like, Seattle. Yeah, it's like yeah, Seattle. Yeah. yeah. It's not too bad. Well, yeah. uh, you, yeah, I think you have to be lying, or you haven't been in Florida long enough. I'm just about ready to whip out my jacket. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, uh, yeah, that, uh, we, we just did a show tonight. Uh, at uh, Can I mention the venue's yeah, name? It's yeah. La Fontana. We just did a show at La Fontana. How long have you been running this? Oh, a couple of years. Um, we used to do it weekly, um, and now we just do it monthly, once once a month on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's just a great place. I mean, it's it's my place to try out new stuff. It's a low pressure place. Uh, people who have taken my course come and perform. Some others, um, and it's just a like I say, it's 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 nice and low pressure. So if some of the stuff I try out doesn't work. Who cares? No one's paying a cover charge. That's right. Nope. <laughs> and uh, are the uh, are the people that I noticed tonight? Uh, uh, a couple of the people that were in tonight's show were first timers. Yeah. Were those from your classes? Uh, or? one of them was. One of them wasn't. Okay. Yeah. And I saw, and I was talking to one of the other guys, and he said he took a class with you like three years ago. Yeah. And uh, so. So I was just like, I was like, oh, it seems like a, you know, like a, a, a nice workout room. Yeah. That's exactly your, what it is. For your students. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Very cool. Uh, and you've been running this for a couple of years now. Yeah. 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 It's a it's a nice little place. We had a good crowd tonight. Yeah, yeah uh, it was a good good sized crowd. For there was a table place. that left right before my set. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I came back they from knew. <laughs> comic finished, as soon as I came back on, they just got up. They knew. So. Uh, <laughs> now I've been I've been performing all over Canada and uh, and I've been trying I've been trying there's, there's this one bit that I just wanted want to get a good recording of and I keep trying to get a good recording of it and uh, wouldn't you know tonight was like the lukewarm audience yeah and, and, you know, <laughs> like that just like didn't want to respond to the bit you know so nah, well, we'll keep well it going. your videographer didn't do too well tonight either you got a head and then a head oh really oh well <laughs> You were you had it all trained up perfectly. Uh, I did, but you didn't stand where I anticipated where uh, David was standing. All these little tricks. We, we have a we have a mutual friend, uh, Joanna, uh, who is uh, Joanna Free. Yeah, Joanna yeah, Free. Yeah, Joanna, she's uh, awesome. And uh, she had asked me to record tonight's show. Yeah. And, uh, in case you and I had did something, I I don't know what she thought we were gonna do. It's like uh, it's like you're basically gonna introduce me and I'm yeah. gonna do comedy. Uh, but she's like, if you, oh, you and David doing a show tonight, record it and I'll post you you and him together. No, no, no. no. <laughs> we shouldn't like, record tonight. That's <laughs> not what I want posted. Like we're gonna do a Laurel and Hardy bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a doctor. He's a therapist. <laughs> Have a little theme song. Yeah. You ever uh, you ever go on a road with another doctor and? Uh... <laughs> no, never been on the road with a doctor. Uh, so Greensboro is that uh, Greensboro. is that comedy? Or is yeah, that, is that... well, it's, it's a stand-up for mental health show. So it's this a solo, is the solo end show. of your six weeks of skyping. No, like... actually, this is just me. Oh, so really? I do I do a fair amount just on my own. Uh huh. So this is um this is a solo show. And I think that they're thinking that they're going to start it off with me doing a solo show and then possibly turn it into a yearly event where I train a new group each year. Wow. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. 
on the coast. At a, yeah. at a so hospital I, or a, no, that? no. This is um, uh, they've rented a big theater, um, so um, it'll be a really nice venue. And uh, so the pressure's on, because if I suck, then they won't have me back. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> we have a lot comedy. of friends in the Greensboro we community. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately, this won't air before your gig, so oh, we can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> we can help you. We'll just have to hook you up with more people yeah. while you're there. Yeah. <laughs> just do well, and so they invite you back. And when they invite you back, they'll, people have, will have heard this podcast. And right, well, that'll, that'll put me through yeah. the... Yeah. It'll put you on the yeah. map. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, Greensboro is a good town. You ever been down there before? No, uh, first time. Yeah. Get barbecue. Whatever oh, yeah, you do. Barbecue, whatever that's you do, get yourself some barbecue and okay. a chicken biscuit. Chicken and, uh, biscuit. You want to know what a chicken biscuit is? What's a chicken biscuit? They take a biscuit, they put chicken in it. Oh. <laughs> it's brilliant. So they put and, food in food yeah, is basically what they do. They call it a chicken biscuit. Like, that's unique. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 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 the first time I, I was like, yeah, you got to go, you got to get a chicken biscuit. Like, what's a chicken biscuit? Just get one. Just get yeah. one. It's a regular biscuit, cut in half, fried chicken. chicken. Uh, well, of course it's fried. Yeah. But you know what I mean? It's like, it's yeah. like literally... It's the two ingredients are in the title of the food. Uh, it's, it's like it needs no explanation. Yeah. yeah. But get yourself a chicken okay. biscuit. <laughs> now it's uh, North Carolina is good. My parents live in North Carolina, so oh, okay. that's why we, we visit there a lot. And uh, who put a uh, car horn on a dog sled? Yeah, I don't uh, know. It's, <laughs> that's what I don't know. Well, and some of them have motors on them that's too. That's crazy. For when the dogs get tired. <laughs> You're yeah. just dragging the dogs yeah, at yeah. that point. That's just cruel. Well, you know what happens when the snow melts. And, yeah. you know, the dog sled needs some power. It's harder to drag them over the, you know, over the unpaved streets. Violet, uh, Dave, what, uh, what, as far as uh, other, what other sort of gigs and 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 work and thing of things that you're up to that you want to talk about? Um, let me see here. Um. So uh, it looks like I'll be going to Australia in um, in the fall, in October. See, um, now that actually might happen after this podcast okay. airs. So there well, we go. Then... We, we can really plug it. Okay, <laughs> all right. Yeah, and I'll be actually working with a couple groups in places that I haven't been. So I've, I've worked with a group in Melbourne and a group in Sydney. This will be in a place uh, in Queensland called Mackay. Um, and then another place in rural South Australia called Wyala um, and so I'll get to see places in Australia that I've never seen before so that'll oh, be really cool awesome. yeah now correct me if I'm wrong but I thought the only uh, mental illness that was present in Australia uh, was uh, angry bitch face um, uh, no they have the whole gamut they're really? lucky yeah <laughs> yeah no they're they're very diverse when it comes to their craziness just like we all are yeah that actually reminds me so uh, in my book I cite research and there is there's very little of it but there is some some research that shows that uh, comedians disproportionately represent people with mental illness. Mm. Uh, you know that, that there's a slight uh, there's a, there's a slightly larger percentage uh, of people with mental illness among stand-up comedians than in the general population. You know, probably. Yeah. I mean, uh, what what I'm what I'm curious about though, and you would be the one guy to know this. Which mental illnesses make the greatest comics? Oh God, I I don't know. <laughs> I, uh, I have no idea. All I know is that a, a friend of mine, his name is Mike McDonald. He's one of the 
best comics in Canada. He says that there are two kinds of comics. Mad TV, Mike McDonald? No, no, it's a different different Mike McDonald. Um, He says that there are two types of comics, the diagnosed and the undiagnosed. So uh, I know which one I am. I, I, I know I know depressed comics I know OCD bipolar. comics I know bipolar and I just like as a, as a whole you know I don't know which ones make Actually, me laugh we get the most. a lot of uh, bipolars in stand up for mental health yeah that seems to be yeah they seem to naturally kind of tend towards uh, stand up comedy wow yeah. do you ever do tango for mental health well there is a lot of research about it but I have not <laughs> I take that back I have done tango for mental health oh yeah yes uh, well, <laughs> this is not an interview about me, but yeah, That's there's a lot right. of research about uh, not just physical balance and well-being and exercise and health, but also uh, depression, Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. Um, that makes sense. And I think, too, tango, just like what you're doing in your comedy groups, is a very social activity. Yeah. Uh, I think people are very compassionate, and yeah. I think, you know... Um, whatever, whatever it be, I used to tell my health coaching clients, you know, who would talk about exercise yeah. only, you, it's not just physical exercise, get on a treadmill necessarily, but finding something that you enjoy. Yeah. So whether we're talking about physical or something that... And something that brings you into contact with right. other people, I think, that mm-hmm. rather than just something that you're by yourself, because that's right. one of the problems is I would say the isolation. The advantage tango has over comedy is that comedy doesn't give you an opportunity to grope somebody for eight minutes. Uh, I think that that's... True. Like, really, like, holding that microphone is not as satisfying as putting your arms around somebody. You don't get a whole lot of oxytocin from that? I would say. Well, I think think the work you do, of course, is uh, is pretty great. Uh, And I... I I, I think I do a similar type of work. We just do it differently. Yeah. I don't, uh, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really glad to uh, to have met you tonight, and uh, yeah, uh, I'm glad for your contribution to my book. Uh, well, thank you for interviewing me. Yeah. I just think, just I know. Uh, one of those, another <laughs> one of those motorized dog yeah. sleds. Think about think about how much that book would suck <laughs> if, uh, if if there was no that that chapter. You know, it's like yeah. we've actually we have heard back from people saying that that really helped them. Yeah, I did. Nice. Yeah, comedy helps people all the time, and uh, you know, in your program. And are there any programs like yours that you know of? I think there's something um, in Toronto. The, uh, the Mood Disorders Association runs something similar, but it, I gather it's more like support group like as opposed mm-hmm. to performance oriented. Mm-hmm. That's, but I, I'm not too sure. I don't know a lot about it. Have you ever thought about taking other? other therapists under your wing and sort of franchising out well you know the problem is that um most therapists don't have the comedy skills yeah you know and as you know it's really hard to write good comedy and whoever leads the group you ne- needs to be someone who will be essentially the quality filter to make sure that because the problem is that if you leave people on their own they're, they're way too supportive of each other like oh that'll work great oh just you know in the delivery it'll be great it'll be great and it's like you need someone like me who goes you know something that joke needs some work okay Let's, so you, you know, do kind of come down oh and, yeah, yeah okay. I, I won't let people go on stage with stuff that isn't funny because right. that defeats the whole purpose seeing people with mental illness do an hour and a half of bad comedy <laughs> with, it just, well yeah and it would just, it you just reinforce see, all the negative yeah. stereotypes no, if you want to see people with yeah. mental illnesses do bad comedy yeah. go to any open mic yeah uh, well yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> really it's already a thing yeah. 
We they, they have that. That's a niche that's been satisfied. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, David, where can uh, we're getting to the end? Uh, uh, how can people find out about you? Learn more about your program? They can go to standupformentalhealth.com. And all the information is there. Standupformentalhealth.com. Yeah, and read my freaking book. Yeah, buy Brian's book, you cheap bastard. What's the matter with you people? How come you have you listen to this yeah. podcast? You haven't read my book yet? That's uh, right. But, now, uh, health dot com. Uh, yeah. Great stuff. Great guy. Thank you so much, David. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Yeah, thanks and, for having me. Uh, Sarah, thanks as always. This has been uh, on the road with Dr. Bryant. And thank you for listening. And once again, buy that freaking book. Yeah. Mush, mush. Yeah. Bye-bye.